You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to another episode of Awaken Radio. It is awesome to be here with you. And I'm really excited to share today's conversation with you because we're going to be opening up a bit of a dialogue around feminine energy, around relationships, sexuality and sensuality, and uh, the impact that this can have on our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others. Now, I personally have been going on a bit of a journey probably over the past six months of really dropping into a deeper connection with my feminine energy and exploring everything that comes along with that and exploring my relationship with myself and then how I show up with others. And it has honestly been transformative for me. So I'm really excited to be speaking to someone today who can really open up this conversation to all of you as well. I'm chatting to Rosie Rees, who is a leading relationship coach, Kundalini yoga teacher, sexuality, spirituality blogger, and woman energy workshop facilitator based in Perth. The core of Rosie's message is about building one's relationship with self in order to create happier and healthier relationships with their partners or simply to feel more empowered being single. Rosie's seven-week chakra coaching program helps clients reconnect with themselves on a deeper level and heal any blockages in their energy centers, relationships, and other aspects of their lives. She does this through powerful strategic intervention, one-on-one coaching, guided meditations, energetic cord cutting with ex-partners, as well as kundalini kriyas to help heal any old patterns or woundings. Rosie is a singles advocate, having been single for over two years herself and helps clients embody more confidence, sexiness, worthiness and empowerment on their single journey. Clients who need assistance processing a breakup or divorce or even a messy Tinder situation also gravitate towards Rosie in order to build up the courage and strength to make the decision and follow through with it, often a very difficult process to go through. Now, you can find Rosie on the beautiful West, uh, beautiful Western Australia beaches, soaking up the sun, teaching her new creation, Sexy Yoga, once a week, and running monthly warm energy workshop circles, bringing together like-minded women to move, shake, and heal in a sacred space doing kundalini yoga. Now, that just sounds so delicious. So, Rosie, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, Connie, I'm so excited to be here today as well. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, this is going to be a beautiful conversation for women because um, I've found as I've been going on my journey, I'm naturally kind of sharing a lot of my own experiences with women and, and there are so many women really wanting to drop deeper into uh, their feminine, their relationship with themselves, intimacy, vulnerability, you know, uh, confidence, empowerment, all of that stuff. So um, I would love to begin because I feel a lot of us come into teaching this work through our own personal experiences, obviously. Um, and I would love to know where this either began with you or how you kind of came into uh, this experience of working on this within yourself and therefore now teaching this to people through the work that you do. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good question to start with because, you know, most people who are in their line of work you know, they're in that line because they went through some pain and suffering themselves. So I guess for me, two to three years ago, I was just a mess. I was I was living in Sydney and I was working in a corporate job 
and just were overworking, um, long hours, drinking a lot of coffee and alcohol and, you know, going out partying a lot. And because I was new in Sydney, um, so I started at a new job and I ended up in a relationship with somebody who I definitely shouldn't have been in a relationship at the time. But when you're in a vulnerable situation, you tend to just sort of find yourself in these situations where you're relying on other people. And at the time, you know, I'd just come back from spending two years, I think it was, in London. And so I was sort of still on that joy ride. So I came back um, and got this job in Sydney, found myself in a relationship. And I didn't know it was going to be a really toxic um, disempowering relationship at the time. You never do before you get into these sort of things. Um, but he was also my boss and that's what made it really sticky at the time. And although the relationship was only 12 months, I think, so it was a relatively short relationship, it was destructive on so many levels. Um, I found out like throughout the relationship he was very controlling, uh, very manipulative. Um, I just became very submissive and uh, my self-esteem went down. Um, I felt trapped more than anything. I was, it, it, it turned out to be a, quite an abusive relationship. Mm. And when you're in that situation, it's so hard to get out. You know, you're stuck. You, you don't want to tell anyone either. You know, you don't want... Um, you don't want other because then you feel pressure to get out and then you've already got the pressure from yourself and you know something's not right but you're kind of just going with it because you you are you're stuck and I totally compromised my worth and my value I my whole body was just I mean I, I think I was about 10 kilos heavier than my ideal weight so I started packing on the weight just to protect myself mm. um, I couldn't breathe properly and I had a lot of anxiety I had bad skin. I found myself just completely like on a on a body level, you know, I was constipated. So I was constantly like holding in all this tension because at the end of the day, I was scared, you know, I couldn't leave and um, I really needed help. And it was not until I went to a Tony Robbins seminar, actually. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm, um, yeah, I did I Tony him. Robbins, yep. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so an Unleashing the Power Within workshop with my parents and... I mean, it's just a total immersion of, like, everything. So at the time, I was, like, in the peak of the abusive relationship, and he was verbally abusive and emotionally manipulative, and, you know, I just kind of, I, I closed up completely, and I thought it was okay, you know. I thought it, I just sort of kept telling myself it was okay. And um, went to Tony Robbins, and it just opened my eyes. It woke me up, and I realised that, hell, I've got to get out of here. How the hell, how do I do this? You know, he's my boss. I was scared to leave because then, you know, how am I going to pay rent? What if I get, what if I can't work at the company anymore? It was just fear overload, you know. Um, so it was not, I think after the seminar, it took me about three months to sort of pave my way out of the relationship. And in that time, I really had to um, build a support network around me and sort of get some people, some women, um, you know, family members and friends on my team to help me um, escape in a way. And I did it. Yeah. And it was just, and then that's the start of my transformation, I guess, was, um, you know, saying no and making a decision to, to heal myself, to get out and to, yeah, just 
um, get out of this controlling situation. So, I mean, in a nutshell, that's that's why where I am today. You know, after the breakup, I had a whole bunch of friends um, come to me and want relationship advice, and they were, you know, a lot of people were in similar situations and needed help escaping abusive relationships. And then, um, yeah, then I went and did some Tony Robbins relationship coaching and decided to take it up as a profession because, you know, you can't help people unless you've really gone through it yourself. Do you feel that when you're in those situations sometimes like you were where uh, we've, we've compromised on our worth and we're settling for less than we deserve and uh, we're being treated in a way, you know, that we, um, you know, that is, is uh, destructive to us, mm. do you think sometimes we don't even realise that it's happening? Like do, uh. were you in there kind of not even realising you were compromising your, your self-worth in that moment? Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't until the Tony Robbins um, seminar that I actually realised. Because when you're in the situation, um, your head's up in the clouds. You can't yeah. see you. You can't see your way out. You can't see where you're going. You know, and that's why you need somebody um, to help you. Whether that is a coach, whether that is a family member or a friend, to help you. You know, um, get rid of the clouds that are, that, that you're up in uh, with where your head is. And um, because they see the bigger picture, you know, and that's what saved me was, you know, other people going, oh, Rosie, are you okay? You know, it's because they saw me become very timid and introverted and submissive and, and you know, I didn't really realise because over a long period of time you, you don't realise. But it was when I went back up to Brisbane to visit some friends, they, I put him on speakerphone one day around when I was around about three of my girlfriends and they were like, whoa Rosie you need it you need to get out of there and that was the first time I'd really shown anyone what was going on and then obviously this process has really caused you to now um, strengthen and really embody more of this empowering feminine energy you know mm -hmm. this woman who knows her worth and knows her value and knows what she deserves and and yeah. treats herself with respect and receives that you know from the world how did you really um, start to strengthen that aspect of it, kind of going from a woman who to some extent was a bit broken, you know, and a lot of us uh, reach points where we're broken within ourselves, whether we've, we've had setbacks in our career and our confidence is shot or we've been dumped or our relationship mm -hmm. has been uh, really destructive, whatever it is. How did you then sort of start to rebuild that, that confidence mm -hmm. and that self-worth within yourself? Well, for the for probably about two months after the breakup, I was just in my own world. I was on a high. I, I just, oh, I loved my own time. Like I would just, because he would want to spend every single night together and wouldn't let me spend any time alone by myself. And we worked together. So it was 24 hours a day. Mm. And so I just relished in my newfound time to myself and sitting in bed and reading a book and, you know, writing blog articles. I, this is when I started my blog. I couldn't write articles at the time because he didn't like the fact that I used to write articles about love and relationships and sex and stuff because he was obviously scared I'd write about him, um, which I, of course, I have. But, you know, it's after that I got into yoga and, you know, I'd been working out at the gym like crazy and my weight just kept going up and up and up and I'm thinking, what am I doing, you know? Um, so I started going to yoga and that's where the healing began um, and that's I started, you know, practicing every day and I ended up going over to India with a friend to do some yoga training. Um, but probably after, you know, probably six months or so after the breakup, 
you know, I went from being that submissive feminine when I was in the relationship to him to kind of the other extreme. I went really masculine and super sort of protective of myself and I wouldn't really, I was, everything from what I was doing to what I was wearing, I really became masculine and um, yet not in a healthy way though. So I went, I've definitely been through the ups and the downs since. And sort of now coming into the more present moment is I've dropped out of that unhealthy masculine and now I'm feeling a lot more embodied in my feminine where I was not at all, you know, one or two years ago. Mm. Can we explore just for people who um, are a bit confused about, you know, because we all have both masculine and feminine Mm. energy within us. How do you kind of, because everyone's got different ways they... uh, describe it but how do you kind of describe how the the masculine manifests in a woman and and how the feminine uh, manifests in a woman masculine I guess you know masculine very it serves you it it really does and there's nothing wrong with being masculine um because you know if I wasn't masculine I wouldn't have uh, done so well in my job and made the money that I did and I really got shit done and you're productive and you're competitive and you're out there you know, running in the rat race kind of mm. thing. And so the masculine is very supportive um, for survival. And um, so I, I definitely honour that. Um, it's kind of when you just get stuck in there and you can't let go and relax and receive, that's when it becomes a problem. For the, the divine feminine, it's more, you know, you're still getting your stuff done, but it's, in a more kind of conducive way, I guess it's a little bit more flowing. Um, it's a, you're more gentle on yourself. You're less sort of feel the little pressure. You're more open. You're more nurturing. Um, you know, you take your own time just to lie down if you need to or have a hot bath or yeah. So I mean, it it depends from the way you feel on the inside to the way you dress and your hairstyle and it, it it's absolutely everything it's not just you know your the feelings you yourself you can you can tell a person well I can tell you know if I'm just walking along the beach in the morning on my morning walk you can kind of pick who's feminine and who's in their masculine who's in their feminine Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of where and Tony Robbins talks about it a lot in relationships when there's an imbalance, so when the feminine's in her masculine and when the man's in the feminine, you know, it, it's an imbalance and that's what causes a lot of relationship issues. Mm, you know, I've had to do a lot of work over the past um, six months. I've been working with a coach on this type of stuff and, um, you know, because I have a lot of uh, masculine tendencies in mm. that, you know, I can get really driven around my work and kind of very single focused and just get really on a mission and, and push, push, push. And, um, and I, bone. yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed I, I had a relationship earlier in the year. It was just sort of a short three month thing, but he was very in his masculine and it really, I was like, Oh wow, if I'm going to be in this thing, I've got to drop a little in, into my feminine yeah. because there's a, this isn't going to work. And, um, I didn't even realize how in a, a, the dynamic with a man, I was still playing the strong, independent female, mm-hmm. which is very in the masculine. And I was, I'm independent and I'm self-sufficient and I'm driven mm-hmm. and I'm um, ambitious, you know. And I thought that was a really 
a powerful thing to some extent, but it was almost like a fake power. It was it caused mm-hmm. me to be aloof and it caused me to be a little bit arrogant and mm-hmm. almost to make him feel like he wasn't needed, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you won't feel like he's what where's what, what can he do what can yes. he bring to the table you're already wearing the pants yes. you know so yes. it's, yeah it's that's really interesting isn't it and you're just going to butt heads yeah. if, you, if you don't sort of soften into the feminine and that's not about being submissive by any means it's just about letting him you know make decisions and letting him um you know, take you away for the weekend and not have to ask, oh, honey, where, where do you want to go or what do you want to do? Just let him, yeah, be that powerful man um, who can who can make decisions and, you know, lead the way in a way. We, we all like to be taken care of, but we have to let them take care of us in a way um, and, and let go to be receptive and receive, yeah. I think receiving is such a massive aspect of this. Mm. Um, particularly for us women who are very, you know, action-focused and driven, to then have to sit in a space of receiving, of kind of stepping back, opening up, surrendering a little Mm -hmm. and receiving. Again, he taught me a lot about that and I really struggled with it initially. Um, How, if someone say, you know, struggling with this whole, how do I kind of get into this space of receiving and this softness and this vulnerability and this openness and letting go of control. Um, yeah. How do you support people to start on that process if it's something that's really foreign to them? Mm. You know, well, first of all, I'd say come to my sexy yoga class on Wednesday night and you will open and receive, girlfriend. So, but if they can't do that, um, it's, it's honestly about, okay, well, where can you create more space in your life, in your day-to-day life? to honour the feminine and, you know, that can be going to a a yoga class but maybe not a yang yoga class, power yoga or Bikram, maybe go to a yin and allow your body to pry open nice and slowly and, you know, or is there like instead of going for a run in the morning, why don't you go for a walk or why don't you just go put your feet in the water? Um, You know, journaling, um, doing something creative, you know, create a vision board or um, I've just had a client who... She's really, really artistic, but has just been in her masculine for so long, um, and she can't get anything out. She can't write. She can't draw. Nothing. And so I said to her, "Okay, well, why don't you um, turn on some music and dance around your apartment naked? You know, or, or it doesn't have to be naked, but just you know, just dance. Just let the flow come into your body. Listen to the music. Feel into it." And she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And and then, you know, I got an email the next morning. She goes, oh, my God, Rosie, for the first time in years, I let my hair down, I closed the curtains, I put on a sexy song and I danced naked in my room. And and then the week later, she'd been struggling to draw anything for months. She sent me a picture of um, a beautiful palm tree that she had drawn. And, you know, for me, that's just transformational. And that's, you know, she... Her, She's coming back into her feminine, finding her beautiful creative juices and letting it flow. Mm, I love that. That was one of my practices this year uh, in that I used to wake up in the morning and journal. And without realizing, I would get into quite a 
heady space with my journaling. Mm-hmm. So I completely canned that. And part of what I was practicing with my coach was, yeah, morning dance sessions. So first thing in the morning is the iPod in with music that just, I can't help but move my body when I'm playing it. Awesome. Yeah, candles, underwear, or underwear, whatever. I feel like wearing something's just a crop top and shorts or whatever. But there's usually some skin involved, messy hair, and just hips. You know, I get into my hips and I move slowly and I... Um, and I get soft and I get sensual and that has been the minute that I feel too rigid or too in my head, that is the practice that completely uh, drops me out of it. Mm, and you know what? That's it. With journaling, you can get up in your head. Mm. Like this this lady that I was talking about, she said she'd write a sentence and it wouldn't be perfect and she'd rip it out <laughs> and start again. I've Even done that. though <laughs> no one is going to read that ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that leads on to like perfectionism. A lot of women... Um, you know, who are very driven and ambitious. Um, they're also big perfectionists and control freaks and they can't let themselves go. And for me, and I was really feeling into this last night, perfectionism kills expression. Mm. You know, you're already perfect and, you know, whatever it, it is that you need to do is just going to be, you know, if you're going to be wanting it to be perfect, it's going to c- kill your creative expression. So just... And, you know, and that is what I work with a lot with women is just allowing yourself to not have to be, you know, in, uh, I guess, perfect and have it all in your mind, you know, perfect. I think sometimes it's nice with the feminine to let it get messy. Like yeah. if I'm going to paint, like this is not normal painting. Like there is paint in my hair, on my face. I've like got music playing. I'm like in these weird clothes. Like it is – and I have to put cloths everywhere because I will throw paint around the house. I love that. Yeah. Embrace imperfection. Yeah. Because mm, that's where the good stuff is. That's so beautiful. Um, And I loved also just what you shared at the start when you were talking about really reconnecting with you. I feel it's as well the feminine is a process of listening and actually receiving from ourselves. Like you kind of said, you know, you started to tune into what made you feel good, what you loved, you know, noticing, oh, I I love yoga, oh, I love, you know, doing this. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like a lot of women have even lost the ability to tune in and and listen to ourselves and feel and receive from ourselves yeah absolutely I think um just in the in the way the world is at the moment and I was there as well um is that sort of disconnect with your body um and I love I love that there's so many beautiful coaches out there now who talk so much about embodiment and um, coming into your body and a, lo- a lot of the time I when I'm coaching I do ask you know where do you feel that um, and you know they, if they say I have no idea I have no idea you know they're so disconnected to their body um, and then that's where my guided meditations come in and I okay, let's drop in and it just helps you pinpoint where you're where you're at where you're going and listening within not just listening without you know because you'll get signs from your body um, and I, I'm a firm believer, obviously, Louise Hay is just amazing and, you know, listening to your body and what it's asking of you and, and, uh, and telling you and, and really tuning into that. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I've been feeling guided to do a lot of work with people's bodies as well, particularly mm-hmm. women, and we hold on so much. 
-hmm. And I feel like that causes quite a lot of the masculine rigid energy is when we're trying to hold it all together. And you've probably experienced this with women when they finally have an emotional release, how much we soften Uh, when we cry or when we let ourselves be vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, holding your shit together is seriously strenuous. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're just putting on this show all the time. I've got it all together, everything's under control, and then losing your shit is just amazing. And I'm sure you've probably seen (laughs) Vanessa Florence's video, her wild woman, where she, if you haven't, if anyone hasn't watched Vanessa Florence's Unleashing the Wild Woman, oh, my God, you know, if you're just holding everything together and, you know, putting on that show you know, putting on a, a song and just dancing it out and screaming and letting it all go. And then it creates space for what we really need to do, what needs to flow through you, your message. You know, if you're holding it all in all the time, it's it's just going to it literally constipate you and, and, and cause tension. Yeah. And how much, I mean, this impacts the dynamic between the masculine and the feminine so much, you know, in men. Uh, my experience, you know, from my last relationship that was part of my thing. So I would play this role of being this strong, independent woman who's got her shit together and is totally mm. cool. So again, the, the man has no role to come and support me because, you know, I don't need your support, dude. I've got it all together. <laughs> Yet the moments that I would allow myself to be vulnerable with him and need him and maybe cry and maybe get a bit <laughs> emotional and maybe not have it together and say, can you just hold me? You just watch a man rise in that mm. situation, right? <laughs> They just melt, you know, Mm. when they feel needed, when you allow them to be masculine and and it's they completely shift. Mm. You know, a man doesn't want to – actually, I went on a Tinder date a couple of – I think it was probably (laughs) probably three or four months ago and he said something to me that just triggered the crap out of me. Um, He's like, oh – because I, I was telling him what I do, which I do not like to tell too many people because <laughs> it just gives them the wrong idea and, you know, then they ask too many questions. And he's like, oh, empowerment, women's empowerment. Oh. You know, he kind of rolled his eyes. And I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? And he's like, you know, I want a woman who is a lady and who's someone like my mom and my sister who are just really soft, gentle, someone you can bring home. And, um, you know, of course, I wanted to be sort of successful in what she's doing and stuff. But... He, you know, he was basically saying he wants a feminine woman. He just, I think he was, I mean, I got offended about the empowerment comment for sure. But um, the fact that he wanted to be the man in the relationship, I kind of admired that in a way. And because he does, you know, there are a lot of women out there who just, you know, they're just on their little control path and they're no, they don't need anyone. They're not willing to open and receive. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of men are really wanting um women uh who are who want to be that feminine um embodiment that divine feminine and allow them and then that filters into so much more into your sex life as well you know this you you allow you allow yourself to feel held during the lovemaking um and for him to sort of um hold you during that beautiful process um it's just, it's incredible. And it filters into all other areas of the relationship as well. Mm, you know, I, I, I kind of have, do have a bit of an opinion on, on what that guy said about, you know, women's empowerment, because I think some of us have 
taken it almost that level too far of, you know, there's, there's a difference between being deeply empowered and soft and being deeply empowered and over, overbearing or too strong or, um, you know, as we've been talking about, putting men out of the role. Um, but, yeah, let's dive into this, this conversation around sexuality because this is both a woman being able to be vulnerable and intimate with herself and mm-hmm. also with a man. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, from my personal experience, I, just reflecting on the relationship I had, which was a three-and-a-half-year relationship which ended at the end of last year, mm-hmm. I was very much in control in that relationship and mm-hmm. uh, he was younger than me and I often was quite in control sexually. I made a lot of decisions in the relationship. Um, you know, I was really the leader. And when I came into this one uh, that was earlier in the year, uh, it was so different. Sexually, he would hold me under my shoulders and under my hips. So I was almost actually, sorry, I'm being a little bit, you know, open, but oh, well, oh, whatever. Don't um, apologize. No you know, way. I was actually almost held off the bed for most of the time. And his mm. face was right in my face. It was very intimate. And I mm. had very little control <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> yeah. But I think something like that, uh, for a woman to let herself be, um, you know, as you said, held, um, mm. not be the leader, like, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always attracted um, feminine men because mm. I was in my masculine. Yeah. And I actually had, I went to a, the Tony Robbins seminar I went to last year was called Date with Destiny. And he, Tony did an intervention with me and it was oh, mortifying getting up <laughs> 3,000 people. And he just picked me out of the crowd. You know, a lot of people were volunteering and I was like, no, no, no. Um, but I happened to be sitting pretty much in the front row. And he said to me, he's like, um, what do you value in a relationship? the first thing that came out of my mouth was freedom and he just looks at me and I mean it was everything it was what I was wearing and my body language I was really defensive and in my masculine and he goes okay um what does that mean for you and I was like you know don't text me don't call me just let me do my thing and you know I'll call on you when I need you kind of thing and he was like whoa (laughs) really he was like okay ladies and gentlemen here's a woman in her masculine (laughs) and um and from there, um, it, at least that sort of woke me up to, you know, um, my situation. But coming back to sexuality, um, you know, I'd always been with the feminine man. But um, this year since dropping into my feminine, it's amazing how much I've attracted the opposite, like a really empowered man who knows what he wants and, um, but not just, you know, and not a man, and there's a difference between a man, a masculine man and, you know, the unhealthy masculine and the healthy masculine, yes. um, you know, ego versus, you know, someone who's just who can take care of you and, and who's confident and stuff like that. Um, but in a sexual, um, I guess, aspect, yeah, the, the sex is just, it's, it's magnetic, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's like you're the... Um, you're the liquid and he's the container you, mm. it, and me that's just gooey you know <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> it can just flow and you feel you feel um yeah that you're contained and you can kind of let loose but you at the same time you're totally safe to do that as well I think for a lot of women their relationship with their body gets in the way of them letting themselves be completely free in a sexual situation or even with themselves or in general. Um, 
how do you support women to really, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's a big process to it, but really come into their bodies and feel safe and okay in their bodies and in their skin, you know? Mm-hmm. So many of us have such messed up relationships with our bodies. Absolutely. Um, body image is massive, really, really big. And, um, yeah, especially for women. And one of my um, first clients that I had a few years ago, um, it was if she was having sex with her partner, all the lights had to be out and she would never be on top. And, you know, that's just completely, she she didn't like the way her body looked Mm -hmm. and she didn't want him to see it. And, you know, being on top, you know, that is, it is vulnerable and it's confronting and it's intense. But um, you can also, that's a beautiful opportunity for you to sort of drop in and, and, and you know, allow yourself to take that control as well. But um, my um, advice to her at the time was um, to really start to love um, parts of your body uh, and do this through, you know, when you're in the shower, um, and washing your body. How do you wash your body? You know, just are you rough or are you soft? Mm-hmm. And and when you're doing it, you know, think of affirmations that you can say. Start looking in the mirror and observe what your language is to yourself. Um, and, you know, it, it can just pick a part on your body that you do love. Maybe it's your hair, maybe it's your fingernails, maybe it's your toes or your, your bottom. And then pick that and then go, yeah, I really love that part of my body. And, and then sort of gradually day by day week by week you know pick look at other parts and and just rub it softly with your hand or um you know put essential oils on have a hot bath and start to just feel your body and start and, and begin to just embrace it as it is and know that you're in this body in this lifetime for a reason you can't change it i mean you can try but um the the sooner you start to drop into that and accept it and love it the more you can get on with your message and and your purpose here in life, and um, and the more you can have beautiful sex with your partner, and um, but also the the onus is also on the male to to encourage her and um, you know and to to let her know that she is beautiful um, and that she's worthy and you know that he loves the way he you look in this dress or you know during uh, lovemaking or whatever. But at the end of the day, it it is all about um, you and your own opinion of your body and you know coming in and doing some beautiful self-pleasure um, exercises with yourself you know move, um, taking masturbation and self-pleasure and moving it into a beautiful love loving meditation like a self-love meditation mm. for me that's what's helped me really um, love myself even more and my body and my sexuality um, you know, yeah, doing either daily or, you know, a couple of times a week self-pleasuring yourself with just loving, tender touch. That mm. it, It's amazing how much that can filter into the rest of your um, physical body but also, you know, within. Mm. And I think part of that is as well is embracing what it means to be a woman in that, um, you know, I've struggled with eating disorders through my 20s and I coach a lot of women who have and, you know, mm. we have these unrealistic images of stick figures for women and uh, I was starting this process similar to what you're talking about of of sitting in my undies and I'd get out my coconut oil and I would just massage every part of my body from my toes all the way up to my neck my face and just really bring love to that process and and I realized as I was massaging my my bum and my hips and my belly I'm like 
I'm soft and I'm meant to be soft. I'm yeah. meant to be squishy. I'm, I'm not meant to be hard and bony. This is, you know, boobs are soft, bums are soft and they're, they're squishy. And this is what it's meant to be like. And I think even, you know, what you're talking about, about masturbation and stuff, it, it's actually, you know, a, explore being a woman, you know, those parts of yourself that, make you a woman, I think a lot of us can feel a bit ashamed. You know, I've got a roll on my belly or, you know, is everything down there looking the same as everyone else or, mm-hmm. you know, my nipples are funny or whatever. Um, yeah, I love what you shared about that. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just self-pleasure and self-exploration is key to loving yourself more. And the more you love yourself, the more, you you know, your partner will um, – you know, really benefit from that as well. If you're constantly putting yourself down or going, oh, I don't like the way I look or, you know, that just pretty much sends out signals um, mm. to the masculine, to the to your partner that you're just not happy and, um, you know, it's it's amazing how much, um, yeah, that those self-practices can filter into the whole and the rest of your, other, your whole life and, uh, you know, um, self-pleasure, that it, I love doing it every single, like nearly every single day because it is just a self-love practice when you, you know, bring it down to it. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I give a lot of women for homework as well Yeah, <laughs> um, to try that. Um, and if they're really comfortable, you know, getting a mirror out and doing it in front of that as well because mm. a lot of women disconnect from their yonis and they don't want to look at it and they just like from the, you know, the hips down is just um you know that's kind of taboo and that's for my partner and not for you but um you know bringing it back to to loving it yourself yeah Mm, mm, that's so beautiful and that kind of um flows onto the idea of um being single now this you can obviously be doing that if you're in relationships as well but i want to talk about the idea of being single and and even if you're not in a relationship it doesn't mean you don't have to be exploring your sexuality I think it's Mm. it's a shame if we kind of go oh I'm not in a relationship therefore I just have to not think about sex or my Mm. sexuality you know um and you I love in your bio like how much Mm. of a advocate you are for (laughs) being single because so many women hate it and and resist being single and think there's something wrong with them and you know I'm 32 so you know sometimes I've got friends we get into our 30s and we're like there's something wrong with me because I'm not in a relationship I'm broken there's no good men out there etc um what what's been your experience about really reveling in this being single experience yeah oh it it, I mean don't get me wrong it's been an up and down journey um (laughs) you know I've loved it and I've hated it at times um but I've just learned to love it more and more um my journey with it, um, I guess, you know, it's only really been this year that I have just been completely happy being single. I, I think, I think, um, and it was, I posted on my Facebook yesterday, actually, um, uh, a comment that my guru in Bali told me. He said, Rosie, be single as a choice. Don't be single because of the lack of options or because you're a victim of being mm. single. For me, that just resonated and it it really brought me to, to tears. I was like, wow, I've been such a victim of being single. And um, it helped me. He said, you know, being single should be a beautiful opportunity for you to explore yourself and to, um, you know, release the energy of ex-partners and to infuse more love into your friends and family and your career as well. I mean, I don't think 
I would be where I am and what I'm doing right now if I wasn't single. I mean, being in a relationship, it does. It, relationships take a lot of energy and not necessarily, you know, all your energy or bad energy, but they do take a lot of time because, you know, at nights you want to spend together and equality time. And um, so I think for me being single has um, actually helped me build my build this um my my blogs my coaching my workshops you know my yoga endeavors um so I've been able to focus on that and I've been able to explore myself sexually you know I know what I love I know what I don't like and I know and I and tinder is a great example because I've gone out on dates on tinder and I really tune into the energy. I'm like, how does this person make me feel? Mm. And do I like it or don't I like it? And then if I don't, I just simply end it right there. Uh, or not, not right there and then. Or like if they ask me out again, I'll be like, oh, no, thank you. But, you know, and it's a practice of saying no. Because mm. um, I feel like for me, I've really become uh, sexually empowered being single. And um, in sec- being sexually empowered, it's the ability to say no when you don't want, you know, when you don't want it. And also, excuse me, and, um, you know, the ability to say yes and not feel guilty. Mm. So, I mean, for me, it's just helped me build my identity again. It's helped me um, change my environment and my home and my job to doing and being somewhere that I'm really happy. I can rely on myself um, you know, and, and in an independent way, but I'm also I'm totally receptive to help and support, and it's amazing. Um, you know, yesterday, for example, I was, and because I'm new in Perth, I've only lived here for a month or, or two months, nearly. I said, you know what? It'd be really nice to have a really good group of girlfriends here. I really, that's what I want to manifest because I've got my family here, and that's great. But you know, I really want to build on that. Literally a few hours later, I had two or three messages from Perth girls who'd just come out of the woodwork mm. and were like, you know, Rosie, let's catch up for coffee, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it's it's a beautiful time to really take for yourself, take yourself on dates, mm. you know, um, and just know that when you're not looking, you'll come along. You know, don't wait around for love or that happy ever after. Um, just just live and, and embody yourself and, and do what you want to do. And then when you're on that journey, you know, it'll all just fall into place. Mm, I love what you've shared because I think it's just shifting the perspective around being single and for women to start to see the real beauty and opportunity in it. Um, I've, I've just moved into a place on my own and I'm not in a relationship and and I do yoga in my undies in the morning out in the lounge room and I some nights I'll just do dance sessions in my bedroom or I'll pull out my oracle cards and crystals and do woo-woo mm. stuff and, yeah. and I sit there and I'm like, this is all stuff I could not do if a man was here or I'd need to go and do it in a separate room while he's watching TV or whatever. I'm like, how lucky am I to have mm. this precious time with myself? And I feel like I'm actually falling quite deeply in love with myself. Mm. It's a... It's quite a profound feeling to feel that sense of being in love, but it's not for anyone. Um, and I'm really dropping into that space and it's just holding that feeling within myself and feeling very full and knowing that when someone comes, you then I'm going to be overflowing that love onto them rather than needing their love to make me feel whole. 
Oh, 100%, Connie. That is amazing that you feel that and, and have come into that space. It's just so yummy. And that's also something when you are getting going into a relationship or, you know, dating, it's really nice to talk about, um, you know, where you're at but also your values. And that was one thing with the relationship in Sydney. Um, you know, he his idea of a relationship was you become one. You know, you're just one entity, yeah. you know, one circle if you have it um whereas I was like and this was at the end we discussed this right at the end of the relationship and I said well no actually I believe we're two circles and we're both you know independent and doing our own thing and have our life but and then when we come together we make a bigger circle but you know we also can break off and be our own independent people as well and I think that you know when being single is a beautiful opportunity to build that beautiful circle um and and, yeah, like you said, feel full in yourself that you don't need anyone to fill up your cup for you. Mm. Um, is it, It's just an extremely beautiful, beautiful feeling um, because, you know, when you're full and when you feel that, um, that energy within yourself, you naturally, anyone you attract into your life is a reflection of you. And I fully believe that, you know, whoever your friend, you're a a collective, um, you're a reflection of the collective around you, your friends or, you know, your partner, whoever, whatever male or um, female or whatever is you're attracting into your life is a reflection of you. Mm. Yeah, and the the man that, yeah, then comes in is, you know, we, as women, we also want men who feel whole and good within themselves who also mm. aren't creating that codependency with us and, needing us for you know uh to boost their ego or make them feel good about themselves and so it goes both ways we're we're not only filling ourselves up but we know we're going to be creating a really wholesome man to come into our life then oh yeah yeah and to me i mean there's nothing oh i can't stand (laughs) a man who um you know the men who kind of get bored on their own yes (laughs) like i don't know i just i never am ever bored I'm always you know doing something or there's something a little project that I'm working on or you know and if I'm not then I just go and do some have some quality me time but if there's a guy who's needy and needs me to entertain him because that's what that relationship was like in Sydney it's just constantly me 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 I need need you to entertain me and and um you know like a play play buddy Oh, you know, I want to, yeah, definitely want a man who's on his own journey and on his own path and, um, and yeah, at that, at the same level as me where, you know, you're feeling full and you don't need anyone to, to fix you or entertain you. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Can we also just as a final note, um, touch on the experience of healing from breakups because you probably coach a lot of people on this and and I hear it a lot and and I've gone through two significant breakups over um, the past sort of 10 to 12 months. Mm what how do you support people on that journey because you know it's massive particularly when we still have attachments to our exes we have all these uh, emotions coming up whether it's rejection abandonment not being good enough um, you know whatever's going on how do you support people who are in that healing process? Mm. Um, uh, one of the uh, things that I do with clients is that energetic core cutting, mm. um, because a lot of people hold on, and then but they might not even realise that they're holding on to it or them. Um, so something that I do is bring in that ex partner, 
um, that they're sort of reeling over or whatever the situation might be. And I, I get them doing a um, meditation. So they, they envision themselves as their, as their higher self. So the best version of Connie, you know, your divine higher being. You know, imagine her sitting there in this beautiful white room or wherever it might be. It might be a rainforest or the beach. Um, you know, you're sitting or you're standing and really get a good visual of what you look like, what you're wearing, where you're at, and then how you're feeling. And then bring him in um, and his higher self. Bring him and his higher self, his best version of him. And, you know, sit him down in front of you um, and then just talk to him. You know, tell him what, and this can go both ways, this can go male to female as well, mm-hmm. um, what you feel, how much they hurt you or felt betrayal or that fear or that blame and that guilt and shame and, and really just let it out. And you might yell and scream in your, in your meditation or, your, you know, in your mind. Um, or you might just be really, you find that you're really calm and collected and you're just literally just telling them how it is. Um, you know, saying all the things that maybe you didn't get the opportunity to say. Mm-hmm. So really letting all of that out and then just seeing if they have a response. You know, you're in your higher self. So this is all coming from, you know, your divine um, being, not, not necessarily from you. And he will respond in some way, and um, and I this is what I had to do with um, my relationship because there was a lot of stuff that was left over, and he kept popping into my mind and everything. So this really helped heal me and that relationship, and letting him go. And so he responded with, you know, something like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know any better. I really, I really loved you, but I didn't know how to show that." Um, and you know, once you've really had that conversation together, and you've forgiven. And you let it go. You give them a hug, or you whatever feels good for you. Maybe a kiss on the cheek, a hug, um, an embrace, or just you just literally wave goodbye. And then when you sort of stand up and you go to say goodbye to each other, watch him. You know, watch him walk away mm-hmm. and fade into the distance, and really feel him leaving your energy circle, your bubble. And maybe you'll see a cord or a link there. And then I invite my client to just chop it you know Mm. chop it with a pair of scissors a knife a machete whatever Mm. and just really cut that cord and visualize that cord that connects you to them energetically or emotionally or physically even and yeah and watch it drop watch it dissolve watch it and it might explode you know I love you know let people's imagination go wild and then you know I've done this two or three times with some different men that have come in and out of my life and each time afterwards, I've heard, I've heard from them, like they've felt it, they've felt the disconnect and they've actually texted or I had five missed calls when I came out of the mm. session or, or whatever. So it's actually extremely powerful and I had my client do it the other day and I just said to her loosely, you know, really casually, well, you know, just to be mindful if he does end up calling you and she texted me later that day and she said, you would not believe he actually called me and I said, there you go. It is powerful. Mm. That's one That's one way I, I, I deal with, um, you know, that breakup and divorce and, and letting go of, of um, the person that you're holding on to. I absolutely love that. I think that's so beautiful. And that brings in the perspective of remembering that this person is a beautiful teacher for you and there's opportunities mm-hmm. for learning and growth there and you can have that conversation in, in a higher realm to kind of get that closure Um 
without having to stay, you know, in the low, lower level energies of reactivity and hurt and blame and judgment. It's, mm. it's let's see it from a higher perspective and, and get the lesson and learning from that and then release that person. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's removing yourself from being victim. Yes. Because that's empowering, you know. Yes. Take responsibility and um, stop blaming them for the hurt and pain that they're suffering, that they're causing in your life. Yeah. You actually um, are responsible for that, your own happiness. So absolutely, it's um extremely empowering process. Mm. And forgiving, more than anything, yeah, just forgive them. They're only human. Yeah, that's mm. so beautiful. Rosie, this has been the most incredible conversation. I'm just looking at the time and I, I could just keep talking to you for so long about this. You too. It's just, it's such a passion of mine and, and I think everything you've shared is is really, really powerful and um you know, I think one of the biggest things I feel to share about this, which has been my biggest lesson, is softness. That's the word that just keeps coming to me is I keep going into empowered feminine and I need to go into soft feminine. And, and I just really want to encourage women to take all of this on and, and um, just drop into that beautiful, soft, surrendered, vulnerable space because it's it's magnetic to the masculine, as, as you shared. Um, and, it, yeah. and it can look like anything as well. Like it doesn't, you know, if it's just maybe do it, try some nude yoga. You wouldn't believe how much that does soften you. <laughs> have a hot bath. Let your hair out, you know. Have a long walk along the ocean and paint your toenails, whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to share with us about stuff that you're working on, stuff that's coming up, what we can expect from you over the coming months? Um, oh, I've got a workshop this weekend um, and it's in, obviously it's in Perth and at Twisting Peacock Studio and we're doing a three-hour workshop on raising your sexual energy um, or moving, I, I should say moving your sexual energy because a lot of us have that sort of that um, either an overactive sacral chakra or an underactive sacral chakra. So you might find if it's overactive, you've quite, you know, maybe you're a bit promiscuous or, um, you know, you, you have a really high sex drive or maybe, um, you know, it's just a bit out of balance. Or if it's underactive, you know, it might be stagnant and you might be not allowing yourself to open and receive um, from anyone. So um, it's about taming the beast but also awakening the beast. So it depends where your sacral chakra is at. Um, and we're doing that through, you know, a beautiful sacred circle, kundalini yoga, breath work, guided meditation. I'm going to bring some drums in and do some sound healing. Mm. Um, so it's very um, it's very similar to the sexy yoga that I do on Wednesday nights, um, but it's just going to be longer and a bit more in-depth and you can meet like-minded women. Um, so that's on this weekend and I'm going to run them once a month and I would love to be able to bring them to Sydney, um, Melbourne and Brisbane probably next year. So watch this space for women energy. Um, it seems to be just a, a growing thing, um, working on and yeah, and I've got a new website coming out very, very soon. So, um, I will be selling on there, um, some beautiful jade eggs, which, um, you can read up on my website about them. So that's, that's the exciting stuff that's happening for me at the moment. Awesome. That sounds so, so cool. I would love for you to bring one of those events to Sydney. That would just be awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, 
Thank you so much for your time, beautiful. This conversation has just um, been so powerful and, and I really hope it supports so many women out there and even any men who want to listen to it and understand a little bit more about the workings of the feminine energy. Um, so thank you so much for your time and thank you to everyone who has tuned into this week's episode of Awaken Radio and I look forward to talking to you again in uh, our next episode. See you later. Bye. Thanks, Connie. Thank you, darling. Bye. Bye.